0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, JOY. Keep JOY on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. JOY, a diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: Welcome to a JOYcast from JOY94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our JOYcasts to share uh, some discussion points this morning about yeah. what's been happening this week.
0: Yeah, but one of the biggest, I guess, stories in the food world side of things is, um, you know, the payment of employ or the lack of payment of employees and, and their wages and things like that, which is, um, you know, obviously with my um, involvement in the food industry, I do have an opinion on that. Um, and I think, you know, people work hard in the food world um, and they deserve to be paid properly um, and fairly. And when that's not happening, well, things need to be put into place to make that happen. Um, You know, I'm I'm not going to mention any names or anything like that, but you know, in one of the articles in The Age, um, the Restaurant and Catering Industry Association CEO, Mr. Lambert, obviously said there's no excuse for underpaying staff. Uh, And I'm quoting this when I say this, he said, all businesses have the resources they need to ensure they are compliant. But he said the industry was becoming less profitable as year on year costs rise while menu prices stay the same. The statistics say it's becoming less profitable uh, and something has to give eventually. Um, he quotes, the price of a cup of coffee staying $4 for five years, um, something has to give, it doesn't work. The price of a steak, the price of a meal cannot stay the same. Um, wages rent, price of food, electricity and gas skyrocket. Um, and basically the price of restaurant menus uh, ha- have not kept up with the rising costs. That is no excuse and I'm not I'm not suggesting the author put that in there as an excuse and a reason, but it was put there in the article. That's no excuse. If mm-hmm. you're running a food business, you are responsible to make sure that your costs are covered, mm. not at the expense of anybody else. You know, your, 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 your prices have to reflect that. When I was running my chocolate business, I knew the cost of every single piece of chocolate that I made with my hands. Mm. I calculated it. Mm. If it wasn't profitable, I did not sell it. I would not make it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and you can also, um, you know, equate that to when Richard Branson ran Virgin Airlines. You know, he always said if there was a segment that was not profitable, that very first um, point that they realized it was not profitable, they cut it out. Mm-hmm. You don't sit there and wait. Mm-hmm. You cut it out. So I think there's probably, you know, the the article goes further saying you know there's a lot of food businesses that are closing left, right, and center. Well, I, I think. There's probably a a bit of survival of the fittest there. Um, And a lot of people open food businesses who probably shouldn't be opening food businesses. It is a business, okay? And and it has to be run like a business, not a hobby, not a, you know, I think people tend to get involved with food business because it's trendy. They see things on TV and and they want to be like that. A lot more goes into it to be successful. You know, the, the, the successful businesses didn't just wake up one day. Um, and become successful. A lot of hard work happens in the background and and mm. again, if you don't have the business acumen, you need to bring someone on board who does to help you with that side of things and I, I think that's that's the failure there. I think that's a big part of the problem and, and Melbourne being such a foodie sort of city, mm. you know, it, it probably seems like it's a bigger problem than that, you know, and that's why I, I believe there's a lot of, um, mm. a lot of you know, uh, mental illness issues in, in the food mm. industry. Um, I think it, it has a lot to do with that. It's, it's related and I think we need to take more responsibility for that.
1: Um well it's also a bit endemic in the in the industry I It mean, is underpayment uh and long hours oh. and uh, it's uh, been allowed to get this far yeah. um and you know i mean of course there's a lot of uh underpayment that will never, re, right, you know, be able to, to be recovered because some of that goes into cultural issues Absolutely. as well. Uh, but it is, it's is—it's a terrible shame uh, that it still continues. I think it's great that there's been a, a really high-profile example made. Yeah. But I also believe that we shouldn't be, um, um, you know, uh, saying that this is the end of it because no, there no, should no. be more exposure. That's and right. There should be more profiling. I'm not quite sure why that person has a feature of cover feature on Good Weekend right. could not possibly uh, agree with the age for publishing that. Yeah. That's a piece of um, very clever PR, but I think yeah. you're, you're right, Ted. There's, a, there's an endemic indu- uh, is- issue in the industry because Definitely. a large organisation in New South Wales was caught out um, in the last six months we've got now another big organisation yep. down in, in Victoria yep. um, it's just that there are two issues for me one is it's, it's morally wrong but secondly it's illegal yeah. and you know it's just just not uh, it's just not how you run a, a business no, and therefore right. I think mean, the question that you know that has been debated is should these charges be criminal as opposed right. to just civil to actually um, to actually make something more of it in
0: terms of the actual um, offence yeah and, and I think but I also think too as as, as citizens and, and, and people working in the industry and I understand why people don't want to speak up. But I think, you know, I I think it's time that in those scenarios, you know, a lot of the the, the people are somewhat marginalized that are, that are basically not being paid properly. You know, they're probably the lowest wage earners and they're not going to speak up because they're going to be afraid of losing their job. And that has to, That has to change as well, I think. Well, in
1: some sectors, of course, when you've got people that are um, uh, in hospitality businesses that are doing the right thing, on a public holiday, somebody who I know who runs a very successful venue... drinking venue told me one day that on a public holiday the lowest paid person was the person picking up the ashtrays at $50 an hour. Right. So she's paying everyone correctly and it is extremely expensive.
0: Absolutely. And I guess in that saying too you see a lot of food businesses surcharging because of the the, the public holidays. Yeah. And if they're doing that and not passing that on to the staff, that they're, they're, I mean, that's Absolutely. just that's disgusting, you know.
1: Absolutely, so. and there should be. I mean, I think a great idea would be to build uh, an accreditation system, so that a restaurant yeah. uh, or a venue has to qualify, and then it can be clearly determined yeah. that this venue qualifies as a, you know, uh, a hospitality venue right. that pays correctly.
0: Definitely, and I will say too, the 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 system is very complicated as well. Okay. Doesn't excuse anything, Mm. but it is very complicated and I think there needs to be a better system in place to allow people to be compliant in those Mm. businesses. I think that's a big issue as well. I think
1: part of that is uh, even as somebody who's worked in the food industry and and has owned a business in the food industry, I still don't know what qualifies for the higher weekend rates or not. Right. So, who's qualified for the $40 to $50 an hour rate uh, by working on a Sunday? Is that everybody? Is
0: Is it a barista for a really small cafe? Um, I, I still don't know the answer to that and that depends on what award the person is on too, and that's another whole complicated thing You know, so I think you know while while we can you know point fingers and things like that I think it's also important to say well Maybe the system needs to improve so that this can't happen, you know, and make it a bit more foolproof Is there an app that exists? Um, not that I'm aware of I mean there are certain things on, on the Fair Work website mm-hmm. that are helpful I, I think there is a new um, sort of um tool that's available now but it hasn't always been available it's relatively new but it needs to be user-friendly it needs to be able to for everyone to be able to access it and people need to be told about it you know i mean a lot of times you don't know about these things um because there's no way of information filtering out to everybody you know i think i think it's important that that all comes through somehow and i think it needs to be focused on
1: thanks for listening to a joycast from joy 94.9